across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, you take one look around us and you'll see, uh, well, World War III is looming, if not already upon us. Food and oil plants just exploding un unexplainably all over the place, um, all over the world from America, process food processing plants going down, oil refineries going down, the major econo uh, ecological disaster in uh, East Palestine. We have oil refineries in Mexico that seem to be opposed to NATO that just suddenly explode. We've got the Nord Stream blowing up and they can't get distilled water because of the natural gas lines gone. I mean, uh, you know, you throw in Ukraine, balloons, UFOs, COVID lab leaks and everything else that's going on. And what do you do? What do you do? Do you think if we can chase them all down, find all the villains and put them in prison, that that would safe, safely bring us back to a sane world? Do you really believe that's possible? Do you believe the government's going to step in and help? <laughs> How about if Ukraine gives, sends us back uh, some of those hundreds of billions to uh, help the people in East Palestine? Who knows? Doubtful. I don't think anyone's coming to our aid, folks. I think this is exactly what they want. And as the elite wait in the wings with their great reset to come and save us all with their 15-minute cities and digital gulags, we are in for it, folks. So I thought today would be a great day to speak with my favorite Renaissance man, Stefan Verstappen from ChinaStrategies.com about the idea of how do we inspire this change? How do we even really start and form communities to bring this into solutions? How do we charter, legalize, organize, uh, finance parallel societies? So this is, uh, if we're preparing for the end, uh, let's find a new beginning. So please welcome to the free zone, Stefan Verstappen. So great to have you back. Oh, it's good to be back, Freeman. I always love talking to you. Yeah, same. You and I are a different kind of warrior. You know, Absolutely, yeah. I, I feel we're the more sane warriors. I worry about the warrior class because they get misdirected just as easily and just as well as the others. You know, the the idea of justice and all and seeking this and trying to believe that there's some force out there that if we could just guide it to them, uh, then we could save humanity from all of this. I, I don't. I, I think that that warrior class that thinks that they can win in that way is is losing out and still stuck in the system. I mean, here we are. Let's let's move. Let's start over. Ready? I'm ready for a great reset, but made by us, made by the communities. And you have a great one going. Uh, and I would just love uh, for you to share with the audience. You know, the process and and you know just how great it's all working out well sure first of all regarding warriors um today's warriors are not really warriors they're soldiers they're thugs they're hired uh hitmen but to be a warrior is not just to know how to shoot a gun or how to beat somebody with a baton, a warrior in the classical sense 
both in the Eastern philosophy and in the Western philosophy, like the Goths and and the, uh, the, the Scythians, um, they all had a very strong warrior um, element, and that included spirituality and philosophy and art and appreciation for music. This is what a warrior, a true warrior is. Yeah, okay, you can kick ass, excellent. But you can also play the guitar, but you can also appreciate the beauty of nature when you go for a walk in the field. And this is what makes a real warrior, but all that good stuff has been filtered out by our culture. And so, you know, the, the movies you see and all that and, and the TV shows where they, you know, portray <clears throat> soldiers and police. Uh, I mean, you don't really see these guys as anything other than, you know, how many, how many movies have we seen, you know, the tough guy and they all talk like this and uh, they kill a lot of people because somebody killed their mom and, you know, I mean, it was entertaining when I was a teenager, when I was prepubescent, but I'm an adult now. You know, that's not the way the world or works, nor is it, nor should it be the way the world works. So, yes, you and I are different warriors, Freeman, um, but that's because we are like, in addition to the physical warrior, we're also spiritual warriors. And a lot of what constitutes this war on humanity yeah, it's physical, you know, they're blowing up everything and poisoning this and that. But as big a component to that is a spiritual battle. You see, the propaganda and the imagery and the movies and the TV and all of this leaves a little bit of poison in your soul. You watch TV, you are seriously being poisoned. I you know, I can't stand it. I'm an expert at spotting propaganda so i can't watch a television commercial or a tv show i i can't even watch a movie anymore because i spot all the little you know subconscious sneaky um ways that they insert a certain little bit of poison you know and, and it, it's sickening and that's what they've done and so there are no or very few true warriors left but if we're going to beat these people, yeah, we have to be warriors. We have to be tough. Uh, we have to be able to survive in the woods. We have to be able to fix a small engine. Um, but also, um, you need to have a spiritual armor so that you are not affected by the propaganda. It's like a mind parasite. You know, Colin Wilson wrote that book, The Mind Parasites. And, uh, you know, John Lamb Lash talks about the archons as a kind of a mental parasite. Even Gurdjieff talked about the mental parasites. And we know what the mental parasites are and who they are. And they will zap your strength. They will suck the life out of you. I always refer to uh, the Lord of the Rings movie with Worm Tongue. That's really an appropriate name for these people. It's somebody that sits there and goes, oh, those people are bad. They don't like you. I think they're here to steal from you. You should do something about them. You should, you should kick them out. You should get into a fight. You should kill them all. You know, and that's what the media does to our culture and our children and everybody. It's always this whispering in your ear. 
oh, it's bad to be white, or it's bad to be conservative, it's bad to be this. Okay, you know. And so um, you need to have a really strong character, not to let it all affect you. And, you know, that's the premise of my book, The Way of the Warrior, where, yeah, it's about how to kick ass. And it's absolutely essential that you learn combat. Uh, this is not, you know, armchair quarterbacking. You got to get into the ring and you've got to fight a lot of people just so that you know what it's like. But that's not all of it. You have to bring in all the other aspects, art, music, philosophy, stoicism, and then compassion and empathy. You know, because if you're going to be this big, strong, kick-ass warrior dude, then what you are fighting for is freedom and the future of kids and the safety of animals and the protection of women. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. Anyways, that's my rant. Absolutely. It's uh it, it's it's just innate, right? It's it's just human nature if we didn't have all this programming going on. But then there's the emotional body, the spiritual side that we're talking about, the ability to know that you could lose it all and still be okay. Like I think that's a critical part of the warrior stance is uh, being able to lose it all without feeling becoming a victim and then acting because when you're acting out of victimhood that's when you start to get all of these problems and that's why they're engineering victimhood into everyone who's the bigger victim who could be bigger victim than you and i'm a bigger victim than you are and you know we see this over and over but the everybody is uh in this place of of uh questioning you know will i will i still have a home by next year well, I still, I mean, I've lived months and months and months of my life wondering if I was going to be in a home the next month. Uh, so I know that stress. I know what it's like. But at the same time, I've traveled and, and wandered around this earth in a van and, and met so many amazing, wonderful people and had so many great experiences that my soul knows that if it all fell apart, if I lost everything, I, it wouldn't affect me like it would others. But at the same time, I, I also recognize that I don't have a legacy. I don't have someone that I'm supporting. I don't have family that I need to worry about. So that's a whole nother layer on this puzzle that I'm pretty much out of the loop on. Uh, you know, I could lose everything, but what if I had children? Then how would I be? You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different ballgame. And that's why I do my best to try and help the families around here and uh, my friends and, you know, that were gracious enough to adopt me as their surrogate grandpapa and uh but i love those kids you know and and uh, i do what i can for them um try to make their lives a little bit more interesting and healthy and so that's all we can do um but again yeah um we see a huge war have, on innocence right now it, huh we see a huge war on innocence right now. oh yeah 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 that's why they're trying to sexualize all these kids i mean these filthy bastards, honest to God. Um, and we let them get away with it. I, I really don't understand how Camp are going to get into trouble for this, but uh, when when they have drag queen story time at the library, I really don't understand why there aren't 50 uh, men with baseball bats there. <laughs> yeah, well, it is happening, but then those people get accused of, uh, they get vilified, right? The, the parents that stand up. 
and they're now secretly doing the drag queen story time they're promoting it a lot less and because they did find that there was quite a backlash but yet yeah. uh the media as you're saying they always promote well look at these horrible angry parents that are just hating on lgbtq <laughs> you know yeah I, it's it's hard to believe that everybody is so afraid of being labeled a word you know when i was a kid we had sticks and stones may break my bones but names can never hurt me <laughs> yeah yeah you know what do you care what do you if somebody said oh Stephen, you're a racist so <laughs> well, right and why should i care <laughs> and it's funny because yeah you know what i believe in races i believe races exist oh i'm a racist absolutely you know there's some races I like more than others. <laughs> yeah, I, but you know, just the 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 sheer fact that you would you know that there the, you're not supposed to admit that there are races, but then you're supposed to be proud of certain ones. You know, yeah. it's uh, like wait, but there are there are differences. There are you know, and there's beauty and there's there's negatives in in everything and. Um, so it makes a very confusing world. I would hate to be a kid today. That's for sure. Trying to come up. I in feel this. bad for kids today. Like you, you guys, because uh, I'm older than you too, Freeman. You know, and uh, um, you guys have uh, have, and the kids they have no idea what freedom was like. You know, the fun we had when we were kids. Yeah, and it's a shame. You know, I feel I feel bad for them. Um, that's why Absolutely. I try to do what I can. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy time to be alive, Stefan. I mean, watching this whole COVID thing come down, watching everybody just, you know, react and act and just follow the authority. I mean, this is the the true problem that we have is no one has their own true sense of self anymore. We've all been indoctrinated into different cultures mm -hmm. and then uh, the culture war is on. But to mitigate this situation to try and find the solutions we can't go to authority we can't seek uh well you know let's have joe biden fix the problem right <laughs> you know i mean yeah. this whole situation has been set up to demoralize the world and more especially americans at this point because we're the ones that's supposed to go down in this next situation mm -hmm. and you know i've covered the this the as I witnessed it from Bill Clinton on up, you know, when they brought Bill Clinton in front of the American public and said, you inserted a cigar into your secretary's vagina. <laughs> that was something I had never seen before, you know, like bringing a president on, on the air and turning him purple in front of the world. And yeah, I said, man. wow, you know, they don't do this. This is, this is, you know, against national security. I mean, good God, you know, why bring this and make this all public? Of course, now we live in a world where, you know, we call the president a pussy grabber. You know, it's just like it went from, oh, my God, this is shocking to. All right. This is yesterday's news. And then we, we you know, they forced. Uh, so so we lost all faith in the man with Bill Clinton because of this, this scandal that really, you know, was just promoted for that demoralization. Then mm. they forced George W. Bush in so that you would lose you would be demoralized on your election power on your power to actually change things. And, and so they forced a president in office and they made it obvious. They made everyone know that W was, it was brought in there. That it was a you know messed up election with Jeb Bush and all that. Then, uh, then, you know, then they brought in Obama who had 
was not an American, right? And so all of a sudden we have foreign forces that are allowed to to run our, our country and lose all hope in that. And of course, he was one of the greatest warmongers out there. And so slowly but surely, then we we work our way up to, well, you know, then there was nothing more divisive in the world than Donald J. Trump. Boy, you can't even say his name without starting a fight. And then finally, we get up to Joe Biden, who is, you know, pooping in his pants. He has a nitwit for a vice president. Um, everything that I've been saying for the last 20 years is all right there in just this one administration now where he was, you know, uh illegally elected it sees you know fraudulently elected we, we had um he's incapable of doing the job anyway the point being is we've been demoralized over and over again for a decade or two to bring us to this point where we really feel hopeless mm-hmm. and we have no one to turn to uh for any solutions nowhere to go I mean, we have leaders of our nuclear regulatory, the DO, the DOE, the Department of Energy, uh, Sam Brinton, right, uh, who just got fired for stealing luggage uh, from women, <laughs> you know, wearing lipstick. And, and our current administration's more proud if you're LGBTQ than if you could do the job uh, or what color your skin is. I mean, these guys are a bunch of, I mean, talk about racist. They are, they are the worst as so here we are stefan sitting in looking at a world that looks like some uh jackson pollock painting or something <laughs> just everything splattered in front of us from ecological destruction to war to, to you know just uh, mindless administration and we're expected to try and find some cures and answers and and clear the path and it, it it can't be done on this grand scale. It must be done local. This is it. It was, you know, that's the hardest part for people to realize is that it's enough to start from where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I disagree with you on there's no one to turn to. Um, okay. You can turn to me. I'm here for you. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and I, I do have the answers. <laughs> Yeah, tell gonna, tell tell the audience a little bit about what you've offered because I, I I don't tend to get you to promote your stuff very much and if you guys go to chinastrategies.com I mean the the list of books that you have that you have offered out there uh with your complete guides and yeah that's called the survival library and uh I keep adding to it so last time you heard it was probably 280 now it's 310 books in addition to all my own writings. Well, let me give everyone a background. So I've been a survivalist for 50 years, ever since I was a teenager. And about 30 years ago, I came across a theory about historical cycles. And because I'm already a a big fan of history, I I read a lot of history. That's why it's it's so interesting what you were talking about just a minute ago, about all this, that, and the other, with the state of affairs. It's so like the fall of rome you know you had all these crazy emperors and they were all dressing up as women and putting on operas and you know it was you know complete debauchery and madness you know caligula and tiberius and nero and it's exactly what we're going through now same thing the fall of rome but anyway so i I did do read a lot of history and i started to notice yes historical patterns 
And so about oh, about 23, 24 years ago, I uh, figured it out that we are definitely going into a collapse stage. You know, history is a cycle, goes up and it goes down. And judging by all the current events, we're going down. <laughs> and I don't think that's hard for most people to see right now. And just about everybody listening knows that things are going down. So we're headed towards an absolute collapse. So what did I do first? Well, I improved my preps. So, you know, I already had good skills. I had wilderness survival skills. I, I used to teach a course in orienteering. I used to teach a course in canoeing. And I was a wilderness guide and um, a St. John ambulance instructor and um, firearms owner. So I improved my skills. And then I started working on my preps. I've got you know, a, a really good medical kit. I'm stockpiling medicines like uh, antibiotics and uh, um, ibuprofen, or, you know, I just put it in the fridge. Anyways, um, I've got, uh, then I started stockpiling, you know, uh, kerosene heaters because we're in Canada, right? Uh, if the power goes out, I can still keep my apartment warm. And uh, then I stockpiled food. I got like a year's supply <clears throat> worth of food, all packaged in uh, the Ziploc uh, bags. And uh, so, okay, get your preps ready. That's the next thing because you've got to survive this. Like if the power goes out, and you know, to cut off the food chain and uh, whatever other shenanigans they're up to, you know, EMP or they're going to close down the banks and you don't have cash and you can't use a credit card and you shut the internet down. Now you don't have a cell phone. And then what are you going to do? Well, you better have enough food and medicine in your house to last you for a year. And having a gun or two uh, doesn't, you know, is a good thing too. So, okay. Now, you know me, Freeman. I'm, I'm kind of a tough guy. You know, I can, I don't need anybody. I can do things. I can survive on my own. But not for very long. And there's few people I know. I might have met one guy. He was a real mountain man. He was the kind of guy that, yeah, he could go out in the woods. He could go live there by himself with nothing but a knife for six months. And he'd be fine, right? Those kind of men aren't, aren't around anymore. Uh, they used to be around in the 16th, 17th century. There's a few, there's a few, but I'm not one of those kind of men. I really cannot go and live in the woods by myself for a couple of months and be all happy about it. So, and also, to be honest with you, looking at your statistical chances of survival, um, you need people. You need to be around people. So I looked again into history. What happened... When Rome collapsed, did everybody just die or did everybody go into total chaos? And how did they feed themselves? And what did they use for money? And uh, how did they help each other or not help each other? How did they protect against the roving bands of bandits? <clears throat> and, you know, I checked the history, the same thing in China, you know, when all these dynasties collapsed. Well, what happened to the people then? How did they survive? So the answer to how everybody survived is they formed small, self-sufficient, mutual aid communities and sometimes communes. 
So then I researched, you know, mutual aid communities and communes. And I find communes tend not to work, except in the case of a, a nunnery or a monastery. Um, but then you've got the, um, the hierarchy of the church that imposes, you know, its, uh, its laws and bylaws on the members of the monastery. But, you know, just a, a commune tends not to work. But what does work really well are mutual aid societies. Now, a mutual aid society is where people live in their own apartment, their own house, their own farm. So not everybody's living together. That doesn't work. That's a commune. We don't want that. But they live close enough to each other, you know, 10, 15, 20-minute drive away, let's say. And they cooperate on numerous activities and enterprises for the benefit of just themselves. So you form a community, let's say you got 50 people. And those 50 people work together in numerous ways to provide benefits to those 50 people. And um, this tends to work very well. So traditionally, the mutual aid societies of old, of your great-grandparents' day, long before welfare, long before Medicaid, long before unemployment insurance, they provided all that. They, they provided for themselves medical insurance and unemployment insurance and welfare and scholarships. And they did it by, you know, pitching their money together and uh, buying these services for themselves. Okay, so that worked pretty well. And that's how people looked after each other long before the government came in and long before all this other nonsense about, you know, the welfare state. There was no welfare state. What do you think? The pioneers that came over in, in the 17th, 18th century, they got welfare? You know, they got nothing. Here, here's your horse. There's California. Off you go. Good luck. And, um, you know, but they survived. But a big part of why they survived is because they worked together. And so that's what we have to do now. Because when our civilization collapses, you will now have to figure out on your own how to provide your own food, water, medicine, communications, shelter, security. You're going to have to do all that for yourself because there's going to be no ambulances, no hospitals, no cops, no medevac, no grocery stores, no you know, uh, internet, no cell phone. What are you going to do? You have to do this for yourself. And we need to set it up now before the society collapses. Because once it just crashes, if you're not prepared on how to deal with all these things, even if you're, you know, you follow what I've been talking about for the last 10 years about, you know, getting food and medicine and being prepared and having skills. Even if you have all that, when it all crashes and you haven't set up an alternative way to, to get food and communicate and provide for your security, if you haven't figured this out, it won't happen when the shit is hitting the fan. It'll be chaos. So we need to do that now. Okay, so um, we need to set up small autonomous community. We need to work together to become as self 
reliant as possible. And you need to do that now as soon as you can. And the purpose of this is so that when the inevitable collapse occurs, we can build and look after each other. We have our many parallel societies, and this will improve your chances of surviving. I mean, yeah, I'm a tough guy, but what if I get sick? And, and, and then what? You know, I'm stuck in a little cabin in the woods, 100 miles from anywhere, and I'm sick, and I can't go out. Um, you know, I might be, you know, I can handle the loneliness and I can handle the struggle, but what if you get sick? Or what if you trip and fall and you break your leg while you're walking through the forest? So if there's nobody that's going to come and take a look, see if you're okay and uh, help you get back to the cabin, then you're going to die out there. So you do need a community, a community that will look after each other. <clears throat> and once the great reset has occurred and you know these these lunatics these psychopaths you know we've talked about psychopaths in the past freeman and uh, that's what's running the world that's what it is but we know that they always eat themselves in the end um you know their hubris their chutzpah it always takes them down in the end uh, pride goeth before a fall and so they're dancing around now, <laughs> thinking that, you know, they've, they've won the battle. And they have. But uh, what we need to do is just survive it because they're going down. And it'll probably take most of society down with them. But after that, then comes the next stage in the historical cycle. After the big collapse, there comes a new renaissance and that's why you know i call myself the renaissance man i'm i'm ready for the new renaissance oh, let's rebuild time. the world once these psychopaths have killed themselves off and uh, once we've destroyed all this mechanism of government um that can go you know we don't need the government <laughs> so if it requires living without electricity for a year i'm fine with that um so long as we get rid of the government <clears throat> without that we can build a new golden age, a new renaissance age. It's going to take a collapse. And as we wrap up this first half here, uh, I'll share with you, Stefan, and, and the audience, some of the adventures that I've had in trying to uh, bring that together, bring at least a little bit of that thought to my neighborhood, uh, because this is what I have to work with at this point, right? Not everybody can go and, and move. I, if I would, I would have all my friends come move into the houses next door to me, but obviously that's not a possibility, uh, you know, because I don't know anyone with money. But, you know, uh, so I have to work with what I got. Right. And I'm, I'm surrounded by some old Christian community. That's uh, and there's some rugged ones. You know, you can grow. You can have live chickens where I live. I live in a suburbia in a way, but it's off into the, the woods a little bit on the foothills. And so it's really nice. It's so beautiful. The weather here is amazing. OK, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I'm watching the news. And I'm seeing a four foot snowdrift in California with a deadly snowstorm. And I'm sitting in 70 degree weather going, hmm, I can't <laughs> believe that they're having to deal with that. Uh, so it's a beautiful spot, right? I, I live in an amazing area. I just, uh, God led me here. I don't even know. But 
I also enjoy the fact that I do live in a strong Christian community because they have that bond that uh, a lot of people don't have in like a city community or something. I mean, it's just different. So I kind of placed myself knowing that I was moving into that mindset and that situation. But here's what happened, <laughs> Stefan, as I tried to like uh, just test the waters of my neighborhood and see how uh we might be able to form when when the shit hits the fan and so i had a neighbor across the street i was working on my garden i was getting all my food growing and i'm the only person no 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 sorry there's two others uh, so there's me and a couple others that are growing food gardens in our lawns and so the neighbor came over this was 2020 and I started laying stuff on them. I'm like, uh, well, you need to look into patent 060606 of digital currency running through your body. You need to look at, uh, you know, these vaccines and realize what what's really going on here. And, um, you know, I laid out a lot of stuff and right in the beginning of 2020 when no one knew anything. Right. But yet we were informed. And so I laid it all on him and he looks at me and he says, are, are you a prepper? And I'm like, well, I mean, I did move here because I knew all this was happening and I am growing this garden because I have a feeling it's going to get <laughs> be necessary. Um, you know, so I guess, and he never spoke to me again. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Then I went down the street a little ways and I met a couple of old good old boys, you know, old gray haired bearded uh, men sitting out there drinking a beer, having their beef jerky, just uh, shooting the stuff. And one of them had already I had met him and he found out that I, I had been on television next to Alex Jones, you know, like my TV show came on right after his. And so he mentioned that to the other bearded, uh, you know, uh, country folk. And this guy got so irate. <laughs> He's like, you listen to Alex Jones. Get out of my lawn. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh he literally lifted me up and walked me out of his yard. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, OK. So I went down the street a little ways more and uh, started talking to the neighbors there. And they were like talking about going to Guatemala and how they just returned. I was like, oh, yeah, I was there for the mine stuff and did all this, that. And, you know, it seemed like, you know, they were really cool traveling people. And and they were like, yeah, you know, we didn't know who to talk to in this neighborhood till we put our Biden sign out front. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't win. Oh, my God. Like, how am I ever going to, you know, there's going to have to be a nuke near us for this community to ever try to like come together or you know survive i don't know i don't know so that's my experience stuff on is trying to find uh you know community within the situation that i'm on yeah wow that's horrific <laughs> yeah oh it really is uh yeah no i had uh, like no success in the city at all so it was the same thing they were all very liberal you know yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, that's not the case here. And thankfully, you know, I like I say, I do live in a stronger community. But, you know, it's 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 something that I guess you have to kind of nuance, right? You got to yeah. work people into there. You can't admit too much, right? <laughs> don't go telling them not to take the vaccine, boy. Or yeah. don't go telling them about what the, but just try and nurture this idea of just, uh, you know, a neighborhood party or, I, you know, I don't know. I, that, to me, that seems to be more 
of what you could do in a situation like this is not really tell them why you're pushing them to, you know, hey, I'm over here to help build your garden. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you why, but um, I think it'll help us in the future. And uh, because we're also learning things uh, that like uh, the dioxins that came out of the Norfolk uh, train derailment, which, by the way, guys, is owned by BlackRock and Vanguard, just in case you didn't know. Like, And then there's environmental legislation out there so that they can just take that land, mm -hmm. uh, kind of like what happened with Katrina, mm -hmm. uh, just taking these lands. So, you know, that's the situation that we're in. I don't know why I keep saying situation. It just feels right. But because <laughs> it's it's too insane to get, to use the proper word situation. It just is too insane. But so I guess that's where I'm at, Stefan. And let's let's wrap up this first half here as we try to explore this, uh, how we could get our neighbors to agree. But if you're in a city, yeah, I think you're pretty much on your own, yeah. you know, growing your garden in your windowsill or whatever. But think, Stefan, how many people didn't leave East Palestine? Yeah. Right. If we can close on this thought, because I think this is important. Like here I am saying, okay, well, maybe if, if, if all, you know, if, if, if all hell broke loose, maybe my neighborhood might come together. Of course, that would be the only thrust that would ever get them to actually do it. But here we are with East Palestine, train derailment, uh, dioxin cloud, uh, burned and raining hail fire down on everyone. And yet these people are like, Oh, they said it was okay to drink the water. I'll just stay. And now three weeks later, they're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't drink the water, but you know, that's beyond the point. The idea that these people weren't ready to leave that they, you know, that to me is the biggest thing is, is the emotional body, the emotional mind that you need to be able to walk away in a situation like that mm -hmm. and, and just go, you know, um, yeah, that's why you need to be a warrior. Warriors, the only person that could just say, "Okay, cut my cut bait and run," you know. Yeah, it it takes an emotional buildup of body that that you you strengthen through your warrior practices, that you strengthen through your martial arts, through your exercise. That, uh, but also, as I've often said for you folks, is is take a hobo summer, mm -hmm. you know, get in your vehicle and just go. Pretend like you don't have money, which is difficult. Because you're gonna want to spend money, um, but if you live the life of a hobo, you'll learn so much more about humanity and yourself and what you're capable of, and the miraculous life that actually exists around all of us that's being forgotten so quickly. Because that's the key ingredient there. You don't make everything happen yourself. There, there's there's magic out there, folks, and it will make things happen for you. Well, so the I is. The good news is this community that I'm a part of now is absolutely amazing. I couldn't have wished for a more efficient, effective, cooperative community of people. And the amount of things they are accomplishing, we are accomplishing, is staggering. And so there is hope. There is hope. I've, I've now seen it with my own eyes. When we come back, I'll talk about some really positive things that we can do and show that there are, that there is hope and we can work together absolutely 
Uh, that's the key ingredient. That's the only thing that's ever going to make any solution. Let's go fractal, y'all. Let's get this together. Let's uh, little pods that just uh, expand into massive cones because it's all in the mind, you guys. That's where this all lays. Everything else is there for you. Your body is your body. Your emotional body is your emotional body. It's all there. And we can turn it around with our minds, with our activities, without having to seek the authority, because that's always the downfall. And we can then pull this off. So I'm really looking forward to finding out how to pull this together because of, uh, you know, <laughs> my my attempts at this situation haven't really worked out. So uh, ChinaStrategies.com is Stefan Verstappen's website where you will get all of the information in survival and understanding and so much more, you know, because survival isn't just about uh, running trout lines. There's a lot more involved in preparedness and everything else. So uh, and can anyone contact you, Stefan, uh, to uh, I mean, you're if is yeah there... anybody can email me my email is on my website um it's s verstappen at yahoo.com and uh i i reply to everybody although sometimes it takes me a couple of days maybe a week um and uh, i'm available to uh, consult with communities to help you get started i've got an online course on how to form communities that's run through um um, uh, audacity no not audacity uh, um, uh, oh, what is it uh, University of Reason uh, Richard uh, Groves he runs the uh, the, uh, the operation there and so there's they host a, a course that I've done on it and um, I'm coming out with a couple of books on it and uh, doing videos and talks trying to help people to organize and uh, what you need to do to uh, form your own communities but i'm telling you um the community we have here is a wonder uh, the way that everything is working you've got to hear it you've got to hear the story all right i'm looking forward to that so guys thank you so much for tuning in and i i hope this is uh helping in this crazy chaos that we are we just headlong into so that's the goal here, and I hope that you'll come over to freemantv.com and subscribe to get all the bonus hours and all the extra work here. It just helps keep the show on the air. It helps keeping this message out. So please share with people. Let them know the free zone is out here. There's so many, you know, my fans, they think that everybody knows who I am, but uh, the truth is, you know, I need you guys to let everyone know who I am. Um, so please let them know it's on every podcast player out there. Just the free zone with Freeman fly. If you're on Spotify, Stitcher, Android, Google, you know, all of them, they're all, it's all there everywhere, but YouTube, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just check any of your phone apps for your podcast players and you will find the free zone there. It's all there. So please come on over, though, and visit the website because there's so much more. I hope that even the members will go and just scroll down to the front of the bottom of the front page and just start from the beginning because it really is accumulative knowledge to understand what's all going on. And of course, let's give great love to Steve Mercer for being the, the background producer here, associate producer of Free Zone. Steve Mercer, you can write him at producersteve at freemantv.com. Let us know what you like, what you want to hear, what guests you might suggest and all of that. Help us build this show. And, and uh, you know, it'd be great to have all of your input 
and bring it all out because yeah we can't find everyone but i really want this show to have an impact on the world and i think there's not many people giving this message out there if there are let, let us know and the aqua cure guys uh you know if you're still there still looking it's still 500 off with promo code free man and it's uh, it's an amazing device i'm still huffing and puffing my brown's gas and waiting to see what all of the effects are but i'll tell you i don't know i'm feeling happier i'm feeling more alive I, and as i've told you my scent i mean i can just smell everything it's crazy so anyway there are great amazing benefits and that thing will come in handy in the future when we need it so uh it helps your hydroponics it helps all kinds of things grow it'll help your your generator go longer on the limited fuel that you have all of that so it's really an amazing device. EagleResearch.life is the website. Eagle-research.life. And uh, the links are right here for you. So thank you all. And, and please follow me on Twitter at FreemanTV because I need you guys out there so that we can spread the word, get this out there, start to let humanity know that we're pulling together, that there is this out there, this group that wants to make life on planet Earth beautiful again. So thank you all, and we will see you next week.